And don't worry about the number of people following you. Yeah. Worry about who is following you. It's True. all about building a targeted profile. You might think that science is boring, hard to understand, or maybe you believe that scientists are hiding the truth from you about aliens or chemtrails. Well, we're here to prove that wrong. Whether you love science or you think it sucks, this is the show for you. Hello everyone, you are listening to episode number... I have to check, I have to check what number we're on. 19! We are on episode 19, folks. <laughs> Welcome to episode 19 of Science Sucks. I'm Evie, neuroscientist, a science communicator who's weirdly into tarot cards, and host of the Science Sucks radio show and podcast. If you're listening now, I appreciate you. By listening and engaging with the pod, you help keep it running. If you enjoy keeping my voice and the voice of all our weekly guests in your ears, please, please, please leave us a review and a hopefully five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. It takes literally like two minutes and I would really appreciate it for it. Now let's get back to the show. So our Pride Month series is on hold for a hot second, but don't you worry, we have a super duper special Pride Month extravaganza episode coming up for LGBT STEM Day on July 5th. So look out for that in your podcast feed. This week's guest is the legendary Lena Duke, a social media strategist who specializes in working with scientists and academics. That's right, this week we're chatting about social media. Friend of the pod and former guest Anna Sophia Barros has told me all about Lena's incredible social media work across universities and industries, including her work with the inspiring Dr. Imogen Co., former Dean of Science at Ryerson University and an advocate for women in STEM. Lena's bio is stellar. She has an MBA and works as a social media strategist. She's been featured in the Harvard Business Review, Forbes Magazine, and the Globe and Mail. She's advised executives, academics, and CEOs on social media and personal branding. She's given talks and lectures at Harvard Law School, McGill University, the University of Toronto, York University, just to name a few. Lena also teaches the course Social Media for Executives at Ryerson University, advises entrepreneurs at the Ryerson Digital Media Zone, or DMZ, which is a startup incubator, and is a regular contributor to the Huffington Post. So I could think of no better human to chat about social media and branding than Lena. So let's do a little check-in. Do you use social media to learn about science? I personally am a big fan of science Twitter. It's a great community where scientists can meet one another, share ideas, and promote their work. It's also an incredible online space for representation. Hashtags like still scientist and scientists who selfie break down barriers of what a scientist looks like. It's not just an old man in a lab coat. It's women in fancy dresses and makeup, women of color, trans and queer scientists, indigenous scientists, disabled scientists, and more. Social media can be an equalizer where underrepresented folks can find one another and share in their experiences. But science social media isn't just limited to Twitter. There's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and more. In this interview, Lena will tackle the ins and outs of different social media platforms and how you can use it to place yourself 
as a leader in your field. Lena also brought her lovely daughter to our interview. She was just casually doodling on the whiteboard behind us during our chat. And in the interview, Lena shares why it's important for her to share her job and passions with her daughter. For this episode, you might want to pull out your notebook and write down Lena's valuable tips. Lena has specific tips to build your audience and guides us through which platforms we should use and for what purpose. So without further ado, here is the great Lena Duke. To start us off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm a social media strategist. I work with academics and executives on their social media strategy. So I help them use social media tools and platforms so they can position themselves as thought leaders in their space. I also speak and write on social media. I've been published in the Harvard Business Review um, and Forbes very regularly. And I speak to lots of groups and universities on social media. How did you get into this field? I was working, it's a long story, but the summary of it, I was working on Bay Street in a marketing role, decided to go back to university and do my MBA, which I did. Um, in the same year, or after I was done actually, I went on mat leave because I had my baby and my MBA in the same year. Don't recommend it. <laughs> and then while on mat leave, um, I started getting um, social media consulting work. I, have al- I had always been good at social media. Yeah. And um, one thing led to another and I realized there was a, a need in the market for social media management and social media strategy. And I went for it. Yeah, that's amazing. That feels like such a useful skill because a lot of people, especially scientists, would benefit from using social media. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So how can, uh, so you work a lot with scientists. I do. And academic Academics. Yeah. Yes, so. academics and administrators as well. Yeah. Uh, many ways that they can use social media. So one, communicate their research and the impact of their research to the public. Yes. Uh, two, um, garner media attention for their work, very important, part of communicating it to the public as well. Three, create a network of peers around the world using social media tools, and those peers can become um, potential collaborators, mm-hmm. especially on articles. Uh, four, and this is, this is um, relevant for those who are administrators in universities, engage students, faculty, and staff, and other stakeholders in, in in what they're working on and the message they're trying to um, get across to to their target audience. Uh, Five, amplify their voices, especially, and we we see that um, a lot with uh, women in science and women in STEM as well. Mm-hmm. They use social media to amplify their voices. Yeah, I love I love that. I think a lot of the times scientists would only go to conferences to meet other collaborators, or they would only hear from other scientists, but now they can engage with the public. It's a great way to accelerate your networking. Yes, instead of waiting for an yes. annual conference or something like exactly. that. Exactly, and where you have to kind of work your way through the room before you... I don't know, walk away with like five business cards that you we might actually follow up with. Uh, if you go on Twitter and you you can pick and choose who you want to network with and who you want to be visible to. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned that you work to amplify the voices of women and mm-hmm. STEM and help them amplify their own mm-hmm. voices. Um, can you give us an example of that? Yeah. Actually, uh, this is a very recent example. Yeah. So I was on Twitter yesterday. I noticed a tweet by Krishana Sankar. She's a diabetes researcher yes. at U of T. And she had posted this uh, picture of herself wearing a bright dress with a red blazer on top 
and she writes something to the effect of, you know, I was at a, she was at an event um, the day before, and people tried to guess what what she does based on what she was wearing, and people thought that she was in marketing or fashion, and they were shocked to find out that she was a research a diabetes researcher, and she goes on to say that the same way, you know, there are different people and personalities in other industries, there's a lot of diversity in science itself. Mm-hmm. So this is a great way to break the stereotype around women in science. Yes, that's amazing. That's so recent that this yeah, just happened. I actually reached out to uh, Krishana and yeah. said, because um, I noticed her tweet, I mean, had gained some momentum. I think she had, okay, there she is, uh, 14 retweets and 117 likes. And I said, I would love to know what is uh, the number of impressions on, on that tweet. And she did message me a screenshot and it's 11,000 900 and something uh, impressions. impressions. Yeah, what does that mean with impressions? Uh, It's the number, it's basically um, the number of views on the tweet. Mm -hmm. So how many people saw it? Yes. Which is a lot of people. Yeah, Yeah. it's great. That's amazing. Yeah, just based on a simple tweet, I mean, you take a picture of yourself and you post it and it's a powerful message that you can get across to other people. And don't worry about the number of people following you. Worry about who is following you. It's all about building a targeted profile. If the name Krishana sounds familiar, that's because it's the same Krishana Sankar who was recently featured on the pod. You can check out the tweet Lena mentioned and the episode we did with Krishana in the show notes below. Now back to Lena. And like I said, you can have um, um, you know you can have a really small following but with a lot of impact. There's a, a relevant story from a U of T prof uh, in the engineering department yeah. who um, I think she has just above 100 followers. Mm. And about a year ago, um, see, she's involved in um, um, researching um, the air quality uh, in the city. Yeah. And she was conducting a study uh, for cyclists in the city. She wanted to see the impact of uh, air pollution on cyclists. Yeah. Um, so she wanted to reach out to um, cyclists in the city, posted a tweet, very simple tweet, hey, we're conducting this study. Yeah. Um, and I think she had the link and she had an image of a cyclist. Uh, now it happens that a reporter um, who is a cyclist um, saw that tweet and yeah. decided to reach out to her. Wow. Um, and they ended up having a conversation and he said, um, I can't promise anything, but this could be a story. Wow. The next day it was a front page in Metro wow. newspaper. Wow. Yes, just from that simple tweet. Wow. That led to national coverage, ended up being on CTV, and, and, and other networks and wow. a lot of media attention for her study, yeah. which is amazing because what she was trying to do is to get across to as many cyclists as possible in the city for her study. Wow. And she was able to connect that. Exactly. That's amazing. And it doesn't it didn't matter that she didn't have a large following, yeah. but she was able to get through to the people that she wanted to reach out to. That's true. The Let's say the news or the cyclists themselves. Yes, exactly. That's amazing. Yes. Wow. That's really cool. I think, um, let's say I'm a scientist who doesn't have a social media following and wants to start it. Uh, Mm -hmm. How would I start to build that? Okay. Um, I would start with LinkedIn and Twitter. LinkedIn still is the the most important um, professional networking site. Twitter is a great tool if you want to make connections, network, and uh, build a community around your brand as well. So my... uh, I guess I can summarize my steps into three. Yes. Number one, build a targeted profile. 
So having a random presence on social media is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You, if you're going to invest in the time and energy, you might as well have a plan. Mm-hmm. So don't be everything to everyone. Have a strategy. Focus on your niche. Um, I always tell uh, people that I work with, um, academics and, 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 and executives, ask yourself two questions. Number one, who is my audience? And what do I want to tell them? What is the message that I'm trying to get across to them? Mm-hmm. And the answers to these questions will help you build content that will engage this group. Yeah. So this is number one. This is step number one. It's very helpful. <laughs> um, so, I mean, one example could be if you're focused on diversity in science, yes. talk about diversity on science. Uh, don't talk about everything mm-hmm. under the sun. Of course, if you've gone to a restaurant or an art gallery, you can talk about that. Yeah. But for the most part, stick to what, to what you know best. Mm-hmm. Your area of expertise. Then people will come to you for that diversity in science conversation. Exactly. Or that, and you know, birds, bird science or yes. mammal science. And you'll be able to brand yourself as an expert or, you know, as a voice in that space. Yes. Diversity in science yeah. or bird science or, in your case, brain science. Yeah. Whatever it is. Wow. Yeah. I think the most prominent uh, social media people I can think of that, you know, their URL comes to mind, uh, they have a concrete thing that, like, the wildlife host, you know, they do wildlife. Mm-hmm. Or the space geologist, they study the, you know, rocks on the moon, which is super cool. But then you know exactly what to look for. Mm-hmm. I mean, mind you, there are issues. I mean, you can still have... Um, topics that you're passionate about that you will continue to talk about yes. it could be uh, I mean yes it could be a brain scientist but you're passionate about women in science and you talk about that as yeah. well so you can still share your uh, the, the things that you're passionate about without being all over the place yeah I don't know if that makes any that sense that does make sense yeah yes. maybe uh, you know have a few topics that are and also women in STEM is related to being a brain scientist or being you know mental health is important to grad school so if you want to talk about mental health and mm-hmm. your research it would go together mm-hmm. yeah yeah. which cool. brings me to my second step which is uh, have meaningful conversations with, with your audience mm-hmm. so it's not enough to just follow people add value have a meaningful conversation with the people about issues that you're passionate about mm-hmm. um, you're Years ago, I struck up, struck up a conversation with an executive. Uh, really great, she retweeted me. I decided to send her a direct message right away, a DM on Twitter, and say, um, would love to have a chat with you over coffee. Do you have time in the yeah. next couple of weeks? She responded really quickly, and you'd be amazed how fast executives respond on, on Twitter wow. versus email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, sure enough, a, uh, a month later, I was in her office having a chat about wow. uh, leading in, and of course, social media, my area of expertise. Yeah. She referred me to, to a department head in her organization, and that led to consulting work for me. Wow. And then that person referred me to somebody else. And one thing led to another, and that organization became my biggest client. Wow. And it all started with one tweet. Yeah. One tweet on social media. Yeah, and the follow-up. So important. Yes, yeah. the follow-up and the, the fact that I reached out, reached out and said, I would love to see you. So I was able to um, use Twitter to bypass the hierarchy that exists yes. in the corporate world yeah. and also to take my online connection offline Yes, and kind of make it into an actual... Uh, business relationship yeah. or like I feel like um, a lot of people send an email and it goes into a void and no one reads it and so everyone gets thousands of emails exactly. and yeah. you surpass that 
And I think the the nature of the platform dictates that instantaneous uh, response requirement that yeah. when someone reaches out to you because you are on Twitter, you feel like, oh, I need to respond to that person mm-hmm. and and fairly sh- like quickly. Yeah, I feel like that's such a good um, way to look for jobs or even network job putting getting a job from social media seems like a lot of pressure but like you said it could happen through connections like someone refers you to someone and tells you about an opportunity and mm-hmm. that's amazing mm-hmm. yeah as opposed to just sending a, a resume again into the void or an email into mm-hmm. the void i mean to say that i will find a, a job using social media <laughs> might be a little bit too much yeah. uh, to ask yeah but you can definitely build an amazing network yeah and a targeted and focused network using social media. Yeah, and they'll help you find, you know, hear about these things because a lot of things um, I didn't know existed until I heard about it on social media through other people. Mm -hmm. It broadens your horizons. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going through the three steps and I said the first step was build a targeted profile. Yes. Uh, Step number two, have meaningful conversations with your target audience. And step three, make it a habit. So if you say, oh, I'm going to work on my Twitter tomorrow, I'm going to go and spend half an hour and I'm going to follow people and engage in conversations and then disappear for a week, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. It's all about making it a habit. Make, build it into your routine so you can, for example, uh, let's say you grab your coffee in the morning and you check your email. So might as well hop onto Twitter, see what's happening, post a tweet, check your LinkedIn, your uh, update your status. Yeah post a helpful article whatever you do add value to the people following you yes yes and keep it consistent yes yeah and it's a lot about doing it mindfully because i feel like we you know how instagram tells you like how many hours you spend on it now and it's like four hours a day how did i do that yes uh, a lot of it is mindfully use it not just scrolling for no reason but actually posting something and adding value which is really good so you don't have to be on Twitter for hours to make it meaningful. And I go back to yeah. ask yourself those two questions. Who is my audience? Yes. What do I want to tell them? Be targeted in your in, in your um, uh, production of con- in your creation of content on yes. social media. Yes, that's a great tip. Yeah. And uh, as a social media expert, you I'm sure that sometimes people have misunderstandings about what social media can be mm-hmm. for. Do you have any myths or misconceptions you want to debunk? Yes. Uh, the one that comes to mind is that people think that social media is about, po- especially Twitter, they think it's about posting about what, what you've had for lunch. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about what I've had for lunch, but you don't have to talk about lunch. You don't have to talk about food. Yeah. Um, you choose how much to share of your personal life. Yeah. Um, so it's really up to you. You are the master um, and you can craft that brand um, the way you want to. Yeah. That's very true. And some people choose to post personal photos like I just got married and people congrats, you know, on Twitter. But if you don't want to share that, you don't have to. And you Mm -hmm. can always share um, professional things Yes, like I'm starting a new job and then people connect with you over that. So Mm -hmm. you can be as personal as you want. Yeah. I mean, people you tend to talk about um, their personal lives on Facebook. Instagram seems to be a mix, and uh, Twitter is definitely a mix. LinkedIn remains strictly professional. Yeah. And when people uh, share too much about their personal lives, it's a little bit, it, it seems a little bit odd on, on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. for sure. So, like, know the social media you're using and what it could be best for. Yeah, yeah. yeah be mindful that LinkedIn is still a professional networking mm-hmm. site. Yeah, 
and uh, Instagram and Twitter can be a mix, you know, mix depending yes. on what it is. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so- Facebook is still, well, it depends on what you do too, because if you're, um, well, well, okay, we're going on, we're going in a different direction now. Mm-hmm. I think Facebook remains a little bit um, uh, personal, mm-hmm. but I mean, if you are an entrepreneur or a real estate agent, sometimes they feel that sharing with their with their friends and family is also helpful. Yeah, yeah. Get those personal connections as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what would you say is your favorite part of your job? You Learning about what my clients do. I almost feel, I mean, with scientists, I feel like I'm a scientist by by osmosis. Yes. <laughs> is that the right you word? Yeah. Is that the right, correct term? Okay. You work with them every day. Exactly. And learning about what they do, um, I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and seeing seeing them achieve the impact they're looking for, seeing them make connections, seeing them get published or get uh, coverage, it's it's very fulfilling. That's amazing. Yeah, because scientists can accomplish such great things. It's important to celebrate that mm-hmm. through social media. Yeah. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah, I feel like as you definitely know so much about science through the people you work Sorry. with, yes. who explain the science to you, and you work with them to make it accessible. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. And so I want to ask your lovely daughters here in the studio with us today. <laughs> um, so you mentioned it's important for you to share your work with um, with your daughter and your kids. So why is that important to you? Uh, well, um, you know what they say. Uh, I mean, with kids, I feel that um, they do as you do, not as you say. Mm-hmm. So I try to bring her along um, to whether I'm speaking at an event or I'm doing an interview uh, for a podcast, yeah. I'd like to bring her along so she kind of see what what I'm doing. And she, I want her to see how passionate I am about my job. Yes. So hopefully she's inspired to pursue her own dreams uh, one day. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I was saying before we started recording that um, I, as a kid, I didn't really know what my parents did. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yes. they're boring. Like, yeah. they just go to work. Like, I thought my mom worked at the subway station because she, like, would go to the subway every day. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's where so mom funny. works. But no, she's just, she has a really cool job. And yes. it's cool that you get to share that. So yeah. And in my it. case, it's a little bit hard to explain what I do. I mean, social media strategy to my daughter, yeah. especially that she's not on any of the social media. And, yeah. Um, so I thought bringing her along to these activities would make her think that this is a really cool job that I have. (laughs) You get to talk with cool people, kind of travel to different places in the city. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, so I wanted to ask you for... Um, a lot of folks listening probably want to increase their engagement on social mm-hmm. media. Maybe they're scientists mm-hmm. and they want people to hear about them. Maybe they have like 100 followers and they're like, how can I get more engagement with folks around me? Mm-hmm. So do you have any tips for scientists or like a case study you want to look at? Um, besides the steps that I mentioned to you yes. earlier about setting up a targeted profile, having meaningful conversations and making it a habit, I would add um, the... the to increase your engagement, the number one tip I would say: follow other people. Mm-hmm. Follow follow other people, and your the people that you want to um, uh, network with, because um, the more followers, the more people you're following, the more follow fo- people following you. Yes, right. exactly. Yes. Sometimes if someone cool follows me, I'm like, oh, I'll follow them too. Exactly, and that seems to work also on on Twitter and on um, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So to, if you want more people following you, you have to follow these people yeah. and then engage with them so you can keep them following you. Yeah. Um, number two tip, create your own hashtag. 
people might say, oh, well, who am, I, who am I to have a hashtag? But it's actually a great way to build a community around your brand. Mm-hmm. It's a great way for you to track conversations um, around, around you. So let's say, so you're a brain scientist. So let's say you decide to come up with this hashtag brain science, uh, brain scientist Evie. Yeah. So every time you talk about brain science or about your work, you can use that hashtag. So, and if you have that in your profile, when people click on it, they're able to see all the tweets posted by you or other people because you have communicated to those people your hashtag. They will, they, they're able to see all the conversations around your work. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. I never and you, that. if you keep using it consistently, if you go to an event, a conference, and you, you you keep posting it, let's say you're giving a talk about brain science, and you say tell people, everyone listening, hey, I have a hashtag. So when they post about your talk, they can use it, and it keeps going and growing. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I know some people like Krishana uh, did the one fifty minutes campaign, and she started a campaign with a hashtag, mm-hmm. and now it's everywhere. And she can say, "I created that," mm-hmm. and here is all the conversations around it. Yes, that's amazing. Uh, number three, uh, create a content calendar. Mm-hmm. So going back to uh, being focused in your social media um, uh, content, uh, put together a calendar. Um, to kind of uh, plan in advance some posts, you don't want to schedule too many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's say so there are important days that everyone is seems to participate in. Uh, for example, International Women's Day on March 8th. Mm-hmm. So if you have that in your calendar, you can plan a blog post, you can plan a tweet. On the day of, find out what, peop- what hashtags people are using around that mm-hmm. day so you can bring more um, traffic to your content. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that sometimes tweets and hashtags will go viral on a certain day, and that's the time to engage. Yes. Uh, so number four, use Twitter to network with the media. Mm-hmm. I cannot stress that enough. Um, I was able to get coverage because I responded to a tweet by a reporter who was looking to interview women who are um, board-ready, mm-hmm. ready to be on boards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was it was a tweet. It was just a tweet, and I responded to it. We set up. Um, an interview by phone the next thing you know they sent um, a photographer to take my photos and it was a feature story wow and it was yes yes so use so follow people in the media uh, especially media in your space Mm -hmm. so let's say science writers and editors for example yeah Follow them, and it's not enough to follow them, interact with them, show them that you can add value um, to the conversation as well. Sometimes you can code their tweet and and add your two cents to it. Yeah. So, really good. Yeah. Add value. Yeah. Because a lot of uh, tweeting isn't just tweeting into the void, it's also connecting with people. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say someone, Krishana, had the post about people didn't think she was a scientist based on how she looked. And you could say, that has happened to me. Here's my story. Exactly. And someone shares their story. Yes. And then it's a, it's like you're having a, a connection in a room. Like you're At sharing. a conversation. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, the, the fifth tip, and my favorite tip, be your own advocate. Be your own PR person. Toot your own horn. Yeah. Um, a study by Catalyst uh, Canada, um, the women's organization, uh, found that of all strategies used by women to um, advance their careers, mm-hmm. uh, sh- making their accomplishments known was the most effective. Mm-hmm. So talk about your accomplishments, and that will help brand you internally, 
in the wherever you're working and externally to in your in your space to yes. your peers. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So celebrate your accomplishments. Celebrate your yes. accomplishments. And you know and you know what? It's not about bragging because people would automatically think of that. Oh, I don't I don't like to brag about what I did. It's not about bragging. It's about sharing and talking about what you're doing, what you're accomplishing. Yeah. And on social social media is a two-way street. You're not only, I mean, yes, talk about yourself, but also give shout outs to other people yes. as well. Mm-hmm. You're building a community around your brand, so where where you give shout outs to people and they also support you. Yeah. So you support them and they support you and yeah. this is how you create a community. Yeah, like say congratulations on my friend for finishing her master's yes. and they'll say congratulations on your job or whatever it Or is. you know someone who just got a job, so mm-hmm. that uh, LinkedIn is a very helpful tool for that. Yeah. But also on Twitter, you can respond to that and say congratulations. It's convocation season right now, so, yeah, you know. Yeah, and celebrate. Reach your- out and celebrate other people's accomplishments yes. as well. And the, they, of course, will celebrate your accomplishments when you share them. Yes. Yeah. So you can be like, oh, one year ago I gave a big talk and here's a picture of that talk. It was a great experience. Something like that is a good example. Of like, I wouldn't wait for one whole year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could be a throwback. A throwback, yeah. yes. A but throwback. also like right after you give a talk. Yes. Like, oh, it was so much fun giving this talk. Thank you to this organization for inviting me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And always be yeah, and, and and talk about a little bit about that talk. You know what the talk was about. Mm-hmm. So you can just give people a glimpse into your work. Yeah, because then if people, if you're not telling the world, they won't know you did it. No one will know that exactly. you are doing these things. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> if you don't talk about, it, people won't know that you were work. What you're working on. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when I meet a scientist through social media, I'm like. What do you do? And if they posted about their research or their, you know, I finished my PhD or I got, mm-hmm. I work in this field, then I know and I can connect with them better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can also post about what you're doing in different ways. So it's not always, so you can post different tweets about your work. Yeah. So you can rephrase it so it's not always the same. Yeah. And make it interesting. Yeah. Or even like threads or some kind of interesting way. There's so, so many, many ways. So yeah. many tactics to actually do that. Yes. Yeah. Or even like funny memes or viral hashtags. You can use that to be, um, you can use that to your advantage as well. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more tips or that was, that was the ones you had? Yes. Uh, the last step would be think before you talk. Mm-hmm. Think before you talk. Think before you tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, if you, you represent your employer and the organization that you are connected with, mm-hmm. so bear that in mind. It's uh, very easy to... Um, Warren Buffett said uh, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it, so be aware of that. Yeah. Very important to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, just go out there and share what you do with the world. Yes, yes, because then more people will hear about it online. Yes. Yes. There's a funny podcast uh, by Hank Green, who's a science communicator, and it's called Delete This. And it's a podcast where he goes through his Twitter account with his wife, and he's like, should I have posted this? Will I regret this? And they kind of reflect on some of these things that they're posting. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, think before you tweet, because sometimes <clears throat> you'll say like, oh, I, I shouldn't have said that. That was not very nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. Think before you tweet. And if you're not sure if you should tweet about it, Maybe you shouldn't tweet about it. That's fair. <laughs> um, if you're in doubt, do not tweet. Fair. And also, always remember, remember we talked about having a focused presence. Yeah. Go back to the two questions, which are, ask yourself, who you're, you know, who is my target audience? What do I want to tell them? Does that fall into 
into that into those does that fall does that fall within my my goals yeah and if yes go ahead if not then there's re- there isn't really a point to posting that that's true yeah and you don't want to waste your time at the end of the day yeah <laughs> not don't do random social media yeah be strategic yeah. be be smart in your endeavor not you know don't yeah. work smart not hard yeah well thank you for all your tips i think that as um you know scientists and academics uh, listening to the podcast can learn a lot about how to increase their engagement because sometimes it can seem like a big you know what is how do I connect with people there's so many people so target it and uh, be consistent mm-hmm. amazing yeah and if people want to learn more about you and what you do where can they find you um, I am on Twitter and Instagram my my handle is Lena Duke MBA L-I-N-A-D-U-Q-U-E-M-B-A um, on LinkedIn I'm under Lena Duke yeah so yeah by all means follow me I'll follow you back amazing (laughs) and we can connect yes yes so that's it for oh and my hashtag is Lena Social Lena Social I practice what I preach amazing (laughs) thank you and thank you so much for being on the show thanks Evie it was really fun That's it for today's interview. I learned a lot from it, and I hope you did too. As a budding science communicator, I am often hard on myself when it comes to social media numbers. I wish I had more followers, like 10,000 or 100,000, because then I could make science accessible to more people. And yeah, that's true, but Lena stresses the importance of connection rather than just numbers. Even if you have 10 or 50 or 100 followers, you can still connect with fellow scientists in your field and add to the conversation. For more Lena, you can check her out at Lena Duke MBA and Lena Social on Twitter. That's D-U-Q-U-E for Duke. Her website is lenadukeconsulting.com. I wanted to take an extra special minute to thank Lena for being on the show. The work you're doing to raise the profiles of academics and executives, especially women in STEM, is so important. Women deserve to have their accomplishments celebrated and showcased online, and that's exactly what your work helps them achieve. So to keep the conversation going, be sure to follow Science Sucks Pod on Twitter. Rate and review us on iTunes so other people can find the show. And thank you for tuning in, y'all. Be sure to use social media mindfully and resourcefully and have a lovely, lovely day.